football on off the ball with sky all the football you love in one place across sky sports bt sport and premier sports you're very welcome back to Off the Ball on News Talk. We are going to look at the game that was just on in the World Cup. We are seeing France through to the quarterfinals in Qatar after the defending champions beat Poland by three goals to one. Kylian Mbappe running riot, really scoring twice, with Olivier Giroud also finding the back of the net. They'll face either England or Senegal in the next round. Those two teams meet at seven o'clock this evening. Sure to be a mouth-watering clash as well. We can take a look now at uh, some. Reaction from the French game, and we're joined now by L'Equipe's Jean-Philippe Leclerc, a French football expert, to go through the action in Doha today. And Jean-Philippe, um, I guess the all-timer Olivier Giroud teaming up well with Kylian Mbappe, uh, the future and the past of French football really delivering for the present right now. Yes, it's true. It was not always like this in the past, because you have to remember that uh, only a few months ago there was controversy uh, between... Uh, uh, Giroud and uh, and Mbappe. It looked like they couldn't play uh, together. And uh, but uh, I mean the fact that Benzema is not in, in the picture anymore. It really helps. And uh, they know they need each other. And uh, the way they played uh, tonight was just uh, fantastic. Maybe their game, their best game together. In terms of the overall French performance today, obviously the, the penalty kind of ruins a little, little bit towards the end, but uh, defended well, scored three goals. You have to be happy with that in a knockout game. Yeah, we, we of course we are happy. It's not that we were very worried or, or concerned, but uh, look what happened two years ago in uh, when we were kicked out by Switzerland at the very early stage of the competition. So you can take nothing for granted, but... Uh, there was a bit of a, I think we, we really attacked very well. And uh, you already talked about uh, Mbappe and, uh, and about Giroud. I think the, the, the second part of the first half was a bit more uh, worried because uh, uh, we, we, we have seen that our defense what was not really at the same kind of level that our attack or midfield uh, was. And there was some kind of hesitation, especially on the... On the right with uh, with Kunde, it's not his, his normal uh, his favorite position on the field. So um, yeah, we we know we got a, a good team, a good starting eleven. But Lloris, the goalkeeper, at some time was not hundred percent. Can I say that uh, safe? So um, there's still still work that has to be done to to have a, a, a the perfect team. And you mentioned the injuries, of course. That's been kind of the running thread through the French World Cup squad so far. But uh, Koundé coming in on the right-hand side wasn't his perfect game today. But France seemed to be capable of filling these gaps when they arise and just doing enough to get by and, and you know, progressing really well as well. Yes, but um, we had a lot of injuries and uh, you don't know what's going to happen in the tournament. I mean, imagine if uh, something... Uh, Wrong happened to uh, to Kunde if he's got a, a, a yellow or red card or if he's got injured. We don't have many options. Uh, we have Pavar, but uh, Pavar was was very bad uh, during the first game. We know he's a bit lost in his mind, so uh, we don't have many options. And uh, that's uh, as I already said, we had a good uh, start starting eleven. I think uh, Deschamps has his uh, his team now. But uh, what we have seen against Tunisia is that. Uh, what we have on the bench, the player we have on the bench, uh, don't have the same kind of level that uh, the players that are on the pitch. So uh, we have we have beaten uh, now we have beaten Australia, Denmark, and uh, and um, 
and uh, Poland. But uh, we have to to wait for for the next maybe for the next uh, game to to play uh, England or Senegal. Um, it's going to be a new, um, maybe yeah a, a different story. Uh, and um, so we. I know we are French, we are arrogant, but uh, we are not. We are not yet to 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 keep the to to defend our title. We are, we are not sure yet. And defending champions, I suppose that does allow you to be a little bit arrogant coming in. You do have the the experience in your back pocket. Uh, you spoke a bit about Hugo Lloris. He's now joined Lillian Turam on 142 caps for his country. And um, we know him very well through his exploits with Tottenham in the Premier League. But uh, you did mention that he does have these, you know, kind of games where he throws one in, or you know, he might just, uh, you know, lose a bit of concentration. We saw that in the previous World Cup final as well, where he's just not switched on for the 90 minutes. What's his reputation like in France given that he yeah, is remember now the, uh, remember the final of the last World Cup I mean uh, he mm-hmm. did some incredible save and then he has conceded this very stupid goal so uh, and uh, even today he, he has done some very uh, very great save and uh, he was about to stop the, the penalty from uh, Lewandowski uh, uh, but uh, on the other hand uh, especially in the first half on one or two occasions I mean we were like uh, ooh, we were a bit Concern about what he, he, he could do. So, um, so there's a, a debate in France uh, about the question: Who is the greatest goalkeeper, uh, uh, French goalkeeper ever? And um, people are, are, are more mentioning Barthez, for example, than uh, than Loris, Even if Loris has beaten the, the record today, so it's still kind of a debate in France about who is uh, the best ever. A bit of a debate on the goalkeeper, but uh, does Olivier Giroud now push himself forward now, given that he's he's added to his goal tally and now surpassed the Henri? Is he number one in in French striking terms now? Yes, yeah, same same question. I think the French we we like uh, statistics, but uh, we like numbers, but um, we we also like uh, what you can call the charisma of a player. You know the uh, not not to say the legend and. Uh, it's the same thing with uh, Giroud. If you compare him to, uh, to Platini, to Zidane, or to Thierry Henry, I mean, he has, he has scored more goals. But does that mean that he's a, a better player than they were? I mean, it's different times. We know that now players they play more games, and you know all kind of different reasons. So we're very happy with Giroud. Um, and uh, you have to remember that even before the, this World Cup, there was a kind of debate about. Uh, would uh, would uh, Deschamps uh, pick him up for the for the World Cup or not? We are very happy with him, but um, I don't think a um, ma- vast majority of the French uh, of the French supporters are ready to say that uh, Giroud is is greater than uh, Platini or Zidane or even Henry. I went over to Scotland about six weeks ago. We went on a whiskey distillery tour and it was just, it was sad and fantastic. And he was like a beautiful man, wonderful man. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. With about 10 minutes to go in the first half, Poland had three guilt-edge chances and uh, it, you know, it was a good save from Lloris in the second one, I believe it was, uh, to keep them out. Um, when you look back on the teams that France have beaten in this tournament so far, uh, you mentioned Denmark, Australia and now Poland as well. Two of those teams probably coming into this a little undercooked and Australia you know, kind of happy to be there. Uh, do you think France will struggle when they come up against one of the more top-tier nations if they do so against England in the next round? Yeah, but who are the top nation? Who are the top nation who have who have done a perfect uh, World Cup so far? Mm. 
I mean, uh, even uh, even Brazil uh, has lost. Even uh, Argentina has lost against uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, so, um, so as far as now, I think we are we are among the favorites. And uh, what is uh, really reassuring is that uh, we have seen tonight that we can that maybe we have the best player of the tournament so far. Because uh, if you want to make comparison between the Messi that we saw yesterday and the and the Bappe that we we saw tonight, I mean, uh, even if you're not French, I think you have to admit that. That uh, Mbappe was better. I mean, he scored two goals and and the, 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 his influence on the game and uh, and uh, of course he has missed some opportunities in the first half. But uh, I mean, all the, the opportunities he can create on his own, it's really amazing. So so uh, I mean, the mood in France is quite is is more optimistic. That's for sure than what it was before the tournament with all these injuries. But I think that's we are so lucky to have this generation. That uh, even if we don't have the Pogba, the the, the Angolo Kante, the, the the Karim Benzema, I mean, we still have so many players that are playing for the top clubs, so top teams in Europe. So we are really blessed for 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 that reason. England or Senegal in the next round? Didier Deschamps sitting down to watch that game this evening, no doubt. Which of the sides do you think he'd prefer to face? It's hard to say because we are very, I mean, normally we should say Senegal, but we have very bad memories with Senegal. Uh, when we we played them uh, at the World Cup 2002, we were the defending champions and uh, we lost the first game and it was a bit of a national trauma in France. So, uh, and we always like to to play against our dear, our good, uh, good old friends uh, from uh, from uh, the other side of the channel. So, um it's it's hard to say right now. We'll see the game tonight, but um, yeah, in terms of you know buzz and um, interest from, uh, I would I would love to see a France versus England, of course. And, uh, we will try to to win not only for France but for Ireland as well. Thank you very much. We'd appreciate that very much. Uh, just to finish, Arsene Wenger has been speaking today. Um, he was talking about how the World Cup is going to go forward. Uh, he's pretty much putting it out there that he's not to blame for the 48 teams and he's not going to have anything to do with whatever groups whether it's groups of three four or even six have been have heard being touted around now uh, some of the other questions he's had though today um he was talking about teams that have reached the knockout stages how those teams have focused on uh, playing football rather than uh, political demonstrations was how he put it so i guess that's a, a not so subtle dig at germany uh, do you think that that's a way for him to say you know has he become one of these stick to football kind of people I think uh, Arsene Wenger has always been very good on focusing mainly on his own uh, interest. You know, is uh, is uh, pretty much his uh, his dictum will be uh, me, myself, and I. And um, now is is uh, working for FIFA. Is a butler, the valet of FIFA, and uh, Gianni Infantino. So this is master's voice. So if Infantino tell him that uh, it would be good to have a World Cup with uh, sixty-four countries, he will say it will be good for sixty-four countries. But uh, I think. What he said was really stupid, and uh, I don't think it's that it's because uh, uh, the German team did this, uh, this this protest before the first game that they get kicked out after the first round. I mean, remember four years ago uh, at the previous World Cup, they were the defending champions, and they get kicked out of the first round. And uh, I don't remember they made any kind of political protest in Russia. So I think it was maybe one of the stupid sentences we, we have heard since the beginning of this tournament. Jean-Philippe, thank you very much for joining us and enjoy the uh, the celebrations as you head into the last eight.
Allez les bleus. Football on off the ball with Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports.